This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And I'm Lyle Southwell and this is... Bangalash. And this is our Encounter with God section where we get stuck into our Bible study of the day. But before we do, we have another clue for our quiz. A what number am I? Second quiz of the day. One's already gone. Let's see if we can break a record and do four quizzes in one day. I do. That would be just amazing. It would. Imagine if we could smash out like one clue and then the quiz gets answered and just bunny hop the whole show with just one clue at a time. That'd be really cool. We, that day needs to come. We need to uh, just line up a whole bunch of Bible experts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, just, just, let's just smash this one out. Okay. okay, okay. Let's see if anyone in our audience can get this one. Okay, uh, audience. We have a bit of a live audience happening here. We've got uh, Eda, we've got Jake, we've got Robert, um, all sitting in for the live audience over here at Raymond Terrace. Um, let's see if anybody can hey, get this one. Us, by the way. If you're like walking around Raymond Terrace, yes, absolutely. If you're walking around, in, just, just knock on. I don't think the front door's open yet. Just, just knock loudly. We'll Joelle let is in. out there. We'll she let can, you she'll in. let you in. Okay, what number am I? Clue number two Raymond Terrace Mission, if you are wondering. Esther had all the Jews in Susa fast this many days in preparation for her visit with King Xerxes. Okay, this many days. Mm-hmm. How many days did they all fast? So have a look at the Bible, Book of Esther. It's only four chapters long. I'm, so I'm getting, long. I'm getting blank looks. Anyone want to take a? St- anyone? No, no stabs. Okay, the question again. The question again. I'll, I'll give you the. I'll give you both clues again. What number am I? The number of times Jehoash on Elisha's command struck the ground with arrows, and <clears throat> excuse me, Esther had all the Jews in Susa fast this many days in preparation for her visit with King Xerxes. I heard it from the background. I hope it didn't get broadcast. Just hold up your fingers and, and toes. Don't yell it out, Jakey. Yeah, Jake, Get away. Jake smashed it. Who does he know it? Absolutely smashed it. He knows the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jake. Good on you, Jakey. Unfortunately, Jake, because you're in the audience. Do we give audience members a, a prize? Yeah, let's give audience members a prize. Where's our prize box? Oh, it's over there. Pick out a prize, Jakey. All right, then we have to go to another clue. Another quiz. No, we can keep the rolling. Separate prizes. Just multiple prizes for the one quiz. I guess the breakfast show is coming to an end and we do need to use up that prize box. Right, right. We need to use up the prize box. We've only gotten to the 11th to get through them. Jakey, you can have a you can have a, a a rifle around the prize box and pick something out. But if you could do that and bring me back a Bible while you're at it. Oh no, my Bible's right here. Never Your mind. Bible is right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course, we did mention that the breakfast show is coming to an end. And if you'd like to send a message of support that we can uh, pass on to um, the powers that be, then you know what our number is: one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Bible study time coming up. Mine. Go to Hebrews chapter ten. Verse 23. Oh, Hebrews. Yeah, that book. Hebrews you chapter. Just, yes. 23, did you say? Chapter 10, verse 23. You chapter won't 10. find 23 chapters there. You'll only find 13 in the book of Hebrews. 10, verse 23. Yes. So if you could reason. start reading for us, verse 23. Actually, before you start in, into that, um, I do need to mention that our Bible study today is about provocation. Provocation. Yes, provoking people. Okay. It's all about provoking. Do you ever provoke people? A hundred percent I have. <laughs> <laughs> I do it on the show every morning. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anybody here, audience, studio, etc., who never provokes anybody? 
Jake, your hands had better not be up. <laughs> he's got both hands up. No, he no, doesn't. No, <laughs> he's such a provocateur. <laughs> okay, is, is, is being a, a provoking person a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it depends on what for. Oh, oh, can, okay. You so, you, so you're going to justify provoking here on the radio. This is going to be Mon, justifying c- provoking on the radio. You could say provoking someone is similar to inspiring them because I could provoke you to like go clean your bathroom or something or, or go... Do you know this Bible verse? Take a... St- <laughs> Do there's, a there's a verse in the Bible to go clean your bathroom? <laughs> no. Like I could like provoke you to like go start... A, you're taking all yeah, the fun out of my Bible study. I'm sorry, I'll stop. I don't even know why, but I'll stop. Because he was supposed to say, no, provoking is a bad thing. And I was supposed to say, no, yes, provoking is a good thing. Oh, and you were supposed I, I to go, what? I, 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 try me again. Try me again. Ask me again. Is provoking a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's very bad, Lyle. Being provocative is no, terrible. No, provoking is a good thing. No, it's not. Provoking so people thing. is really bad. How can the it Bible be The Bible talks thing? about it. What? There you go. See? That's what I was after. Did that work for you that right. time, Lyle? Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse uh, 23, 24, please, Mon. 23 and 24 says this, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the faith, the hope we have. Sorry, <laughs> let me try that again. I'm reading different verses. Let, me hold t- let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think ways... Of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Uh, so your dodgy translation mm-hmm. messed it all motivate, up. Motivate, motivate. See, let me read it to you from a real translation. Here comes the KJV. Here we go. Rather than the, what have you got, the, uh, the, the heresy version over there, the H, it's H, the H, NLT. H, it? the HLT. The heretical living translation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me read it to you. It says in verse 24, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Hmm. Okay, so you now have a license to go and to be a provoker. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. No worries. Can I get that in writing? <laughs> here it is, right here, right, right <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the Bible. It's in writing. God wrote that down and for you. And you're like on a little card, a license to get me wallet. <clears throat> okay, you have a license to provoke people to be more loving and to provoke people to do good things. Okay, that, that's exactly what you want to use your powers of provoking for. Oh, most assuredly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, normally when it comes to provoking, we tend to go the other direction, don't we? If somebody is provoked by us, it's not usually a positive thing. Yeah, it has a negative connotation, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the word provoke back in 1611 could be negative or positive. These days it's just just plain old negative. Okay, so how do you provoke someone to be more loving? I guess... You know, using different words helps you to understand them more. So you can inspire them or motivate them or encourage them or even just lead by example. It's yeah. kind of what we do here on Faith FM Radio. That's right. what we attempt to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope that we succeed. Uh, our aim is to have positively different radio in the morning so that you are more loving and um, uh, live a better life Yeah, and have a happier life. And grow closer to Jesus. Absolutely. And inspire others to go closer to Jesus too. That's what it's all about. Amen. Okay, verse 25 tell us, tells us something that we are not to do. What are we not to do in verse 25? And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Okay, and in my translation it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what does Paul say that Christians are not to do? To neglect meeting together. Is this is this like is this referring to not skipping church? Exactly. 
When did Christians meet together? They meet together at church, yeah, right? Church, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Church was invented by God. You can find that all the way back in the book of Leviticus, where God says that the. Uh, well, let's, let's turn over there very quickly. Let's go to um, <coughs> Leviticus chapter twenty-three. I don't get to turn to Leviticus very often in our Bible study, so this is going. I'm be not cool. mad about that though. No, Leviticus is awesome. Mm, this it's a great book. Do you remember how the other day you were saying that often people have like the intention to read through the whole Bible over until they go, get to Leviticus? And they hit Leviticus <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I regret this. Okay, <laughs> when you understand the background behind Leviticus, it absolutely blows your mind. It's a little bit cryptic, like the Book of Revelation, um, because you've, there's just so much in there about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mon, uh, twenty-three and verse three, please. Oh, I was in twenty-six. Bad me. 23 and verse 3 in the book of Leviticus says, when I can get there, you have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of complete rest, an official day for holy assembly. It is the Lord's Sabbath day and it must be observed wherever you live. Okay, let me read to you mine. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy gathering together. So some people read, you know, the, the, the fourth commandment, you know, um, six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest. And they're like, okay, I'm going to spend Sabbath in bed. Yeah. It's not what it's about. No. God says it is a holy gathering together. And so on the Sabbath day, we're supposed to get together. This is where God invented community. Mm-hmm. And community is where we draw strength from each other. Community is where we uh, rescue ourselves from, you know, so much of the... the uh, I, I guess the things of the world that get us down during the week. Yeah, yeah. We come together, we worship God together, we hang out together, we, we form a squad together, whatever whatever you want to call it, but it's a community. I don't understand how people want to sometimes skip this. That like, oh, I don't need to be part of a church community in order to I be a know, Christian. It's, it's like, bizarre, you know, isn't it? All, day, like, all week long, stuff happens that drags you down and drags you down. You get, you to get church, the one big positive day <clears> of the week. It's uplifting. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so you get this one big positive day of the week, and it's like, oh, no, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Oh, no, no, we couldn't go to church. Oh, church is full of hypocrites, you know. But it's so refreshing to be amongst people. Church is full of hypocrites. That's the whole point (laughs) of church. Yes, right. If there was no hypocrites, we wouldn't need church. You don't, you don't send well people to a hospital. No. Um, but the important thing about uh, going to church and hanging out with hypocrites is that you get to hang out with like-minded people. That's right. Because we're a hypocrite as well. That's right. Everybody is a hypocrite in some way. And the more you point at somebody else, the more fingers point straight back at you. Mm-hmm. And so church is an environment in which, you know, if you're struggling with something, you can take it to people and you'll get the support that you need. You know, if you're struggling with being a hypocrite, then take it to church and and tell people, hey, I'm struggling with being a hypocrite, you need to help me. And people will be there to help you, and you'll be able to help them. And this is what, you know, this is why God invented community. God did not intend for people to be alone ever. Absolutely, yeah. Um, It's interesting when they did those studies in, uh, what was that town in in America called, uh, with an R, where they had uh, a bunch of Italian immigrants and they did a study over like 50 years, and the Italians all turned up. They had a very close-knit community because they were all from the same background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a bunch of Italian families there. They'd all hang out together. They, they, uh, their children married sort of, you know, within the community, that kind of thing. They did all the events together. Um, and 
and then by the of course by the time the third generation had arrived the um, that that community had broken down which it does that's the way it happens mm-hmm. uh, particularly with a, an expatriate community so that community had broken down and assimilated into the general population and heart disease had gone up threefold really yes wow diet hadn't changed exercise hadn't changed it was just a lack of lack of community yeah Community brings good health. We were we were designed as human beings to be part of a squad. Yeah, that's it. That's 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 how we are. Mm-hmm. And this is why Paul says, "Do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together." Mm-hmm. This is a really really bad idea. Okay, let's go over to uh, let's see Hebrews. Not Hebrews. We were in Hebrews. Let's go to Luke chapter four and verse sixteen. Mon, if you could read that one for us, please. Luke. Chapter 4 and verse 16. Turning my pages. While you're turning there, I might see if I can actually look that study up for you and give you a couple of facts on that because that was it was just the most amazing piece of research ever. Okay, go for it. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. Okay, what did he do as usual? Uh, went to church, basically. So went to the synagogue, as per usual, on the Sabbath. Okay, so this was his habit on the Sabbath day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Jesus' habit, his custom was, was to go to church on the Sabbath day, to hang out with the community and to read and study the Bible together. Okay, here's another question. Can you ever go wrong following the example of Jesus? No. No. You can mess up your lives a lot of different ways. No one has ever messed up their life by becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. That's right. 100%. It's the best thing you can actually do for your life. Yeah. Okay, it was in Rosetta in Pennsylvania. Oh, Rosetta. Yeah. Um, and this was, um, okay, so here's a quote from Dr. Dean Ornish, uh, who is particularly famous for his work on reversing heart disease. And, of course, when it comes to reversing heart disease, most people uh, focus on low-fat diet, exercise, uh, meditation, etc. He says, I'm not aware of any other factor in medicine, not diet, not smoking, not exercise, not stress, not genetics, not drugs, not surgery that has a, not surgery that has a greater impact on our quality of life, incidence of illness, and premature death from all causes um, than being you know, part of community. Um, social connectedness. That's insane. Okay, so in uh, Rosetto in Pennsylvania in the United States, coronary heart disease in Rosetta was half that of the two neighboring towns despite risk factors being the same in all three locations. Mm-hmm. But it was settled by a tightly knit group of religious immigrants from southern Italy. They had a high level of social connectedness, extensive intermarriage, strong family ties, a supportive and nurturing community. In the 1970s, when the cohesiveness of the community began to weaken, the heart disease rates in Rosetto climbed to the same levels as those in the other two communities. It just shows that God definitely created us to be interpersonal. And that's why he created the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And that's why he created one day a week. Because he knows, you know, obviously everybody has to work to make a living. God gets that. But he's like, okay, take one day a week off. And spend time together on that day, on that one day of the week, in community. You need this. You are a human being. Mm -hmm. You will live a longer and happier life if you do so. And uh, it's it's brought out here just you know incredibly clearly in the research. And so it's something that we need to look for. We need to find ways of um, 
being a part of a community on a weekly basis. And hey, what better way than doing it at church where you can worship with people? Amen. Okay, and Paul says, don't do that. One of the best ways to provoke each other to love and to good works. So I actually encourage each other to go to church is one of the ways you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Provoke people to go to church. There you go. That's how you can be provocative. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, you get somebody who's, um, you know, suffering with uh, depression or something like that. One of the best ways of dealing with that is uh, getting them out amongst people who mm. will give them the support that they need. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and Romans. There we are. Romans chapter 12. Chapter 12 and verse... 3 to 6. Says this. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I will give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak as much Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Okay, let's let's stop and think about this for a moment. What does the what does the Bible say about us as human beings in this passage right here? What's the, what's kind of the central underlying theme of that passage? That we're all different parts of one system. Okay, we're all different parts of one system, which means that then on our own we are not a complete unit. Right. So we are incomplete as human beings mm-hmm. if we are not part of a community. Correct. And this is something that's really, really important because particularly in cultures like Australia, we have a very, very individualistic culture. Mm -hmm. In fact, the New World culture, the Western society culture is incredibly individualistic. Don't you like it when you you travel to some places like, uh, I know when I've traveled to some areas through Europe, and it gets to like 10 o'clock in the evening and you walk out onto the street and everybody is out on the street just socializing? Mm -hmm, Yep. They're all yep. just doing community together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hanging out. They're sitting in each other's front of each other's yards. They're, they're 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 sitting on their on their front porch, or they're just you know standing on the street, or whatever it might be. A bunch of all the little corner shore stops of uh, shops have opened up again. Mm-hmm. Um, people have sort of you know they've they've had their evening meal, and it's just come to that. There's that whole community atmosphere yep. that is yep. happening. We never have that in Australia. No, we don't. When have you ever, you know, gone walk down a street where there's a whole row of Macca's mansions yeah. at ten o'clock at night, and everybody in the community is out just hanging out with each other? Yeah, never. They're all just they're all just like little units of their own, doing their own thing, not not connecting to each other. Nothing. Yeah. And it's something that we, um, you know, that some cultures do incredibly well. I've found it in Asian cultures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some Asian countries I've been to, where you have that same kind of an atmosphere. Um, you just walk down the street, you know, it's like late at night. And it's like, what are you guys doing up at this hour of the night? And of course, they sort of do have a bit of a night owl culture, uh, but they know how to do community. And here in Australia, we don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so, unless we actually create an environment in which we can do community, then we're not going to have it. We can very, it's very easy in Australia to stay at home, be by yourself and never see anyone. It's true, 100%. It's like those countries where you can just die in your house and no one realizes you're dead for a year. Yeah, and that happens a little bit too often in this country. It's really sad. Yes. 
Okay, and so um, what Paul illustrates right here is that uh, as a human being, you are an incomplete human being without being a part of a community. Because the fact is, you don't have all of the life skills you need. You don't have all of the abilities that you need to get through life. We are given a portion of them, and when we share what we have with others, and when they share what they have with us, then we become a complete uh, unit who can uh, give glory to God. This is uh, Sarah Groves. You're listening to Faith FM. Before our Father's throne, we pour out ardent prayer. Our fears and hopes are one. Our comforts and our cares. Bless be. Back, everybody. You're listening to Sarah Groves with Bless Be the Tie that binds here on Faith FM. Mon, have we got another clue for our quiz? Still going there? It's somewhere underneath my crochet. Give me a second to find it. Oh, okay, it so this is Mon. This is what happens when uh, Mon is doing radio and crochet multitasking. Happens. Crochet happens. Well, did you say you were going to some kind of class? You're teaching a class on crochet? Nah, dude. I'm going to the Stitches and Craft Show. It's like a massive, Oh, it's like a show. It's expo. It's a huge crafty expo. Okay, it's kind of like the uh, National Four Wheel Drive show. 
right, but it's all like yarn and fabric and quilting and blah, I'm about it. And Jake's going to be dragged along and I'm so delighted to torture someone else with my yarn. Okay, I, uh, Jake, you um, absolutely um, have my respect and sympathy at the same time. Hopefully he won't be suicidal when I bring him home. <laughs> He'll be like, yarn, I don't want to hear any more about yarn. I don't ever want to see quilts again. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's going to love it. In fact, I, I kind of prophesied by the end of today, he'll have picked up a new hobby. Okay, so if I went to, a, which I won't, yeah. but if I did, mm. would you go to a full drive show with me? 100%. Us, I should say. Us. 100%. If you come to the Stitches and Craft Show today. <laughs> yeah, see, here's, here's the thing. 100%. I'll go to no, your full drive show. No, no, not going to happen. Uh, because- see, you, see how you back out so quick. <laughs> see how you backpedal there. <laughs> Wow. Now I can show you all kinds of things, you know, bar work and diff locks and crawler gears. I'll sweeten this deal for you. If you come to the Stitches and Big Craft rubber, Show. If you come to the Stitches ties. and Craft Show with me today, Lyle, I won't bother you with all the information. But when I go to the forward drive show with you, I will let you chew my ear off with any piece of information about I think we should do this live on air. Whatever. I think we should do this on air. You want, <laughs> dude? Let's get the let's get the mics. And if the breakfast let's show was going, I would totally hold you to this. And if I didn't have to, what are you uh, talking about? The Stitches and Craft Show is today. I know. We're going to the do breakfast prophetic. show rolls for another couple of weeks. Yeah, full drive show is not coming up until next year. Come on, then let's go Stitches and Crafts. Okay, let me let me give another clue for this quiz. I, I have to speak tonight. I have to get my presentation ready. Yeah, I see how it is. Backpedal. <laughs> what number am I? I'm so glad we're in the middle of prophetic code right now, and I've got a good excuse. You can just come for an hour. Just an hour, Lyle. <laughs> what number am I? Clue number three. The number of times Paul was beaten with rods. The number of times Paul was beaten with rods. Give okay, so call. just to clarify this, this is the number of different occasions on which this happened, right. not the number of strokes how that he got. Not, yeah, not how many whacks. Yep. How many times? Yeah, how many? Yeah. How many? On on how many occasions? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and also, um, so yeah, give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM, and also give us a call if you think Lyle should come to the craft show with me today. <laughs> oh, look yeah, at the phones going nah. hot! Nah. <laughs> Our okay. live studio audience is all for it. <laughs> you, can, you can learn so much. Uh, you are saying this because you know... You'll be able to connect with grandmas everywhere. <laughs> Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Oh, is that what you want me to read? Yes. Galatians <laughs> 6 and verse 9. Okay, okay, okay. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. 9 and 10, actually. Okay, hang on. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians chapter 6. What's the last book? Okay. 9 and 10. So let's not get tired of doing what is right. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Okay. Especially to those in the family of faith. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we should do good things to everybody. Yes. Um, but basically... Um, I don't necessarily think this is talking about favoritism. I think it's talking about special camaraderie. That you have with your church okay. family, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that, that's a real thing. Absolutely, 100%. I think what Paul is doing here is he's actually being real. Yeah, uh, I think it's. I think when we do the opposite, mm-hmm. as in we are not loving, we don't do good works, right? Um, all that kind of thing, and um, it has a greater impact when we 
do the opposite, of greater negative impact when we do the opposite amongst our own community. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the, you know, mates rates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, um, and, and so Paul is emphasizing the fact that, you know, amongst your own community, you really, 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 really need not to forget this because if you miss it out in the broader community, yeah, you know, it might just uh, fly under the radar. But in your own community, it's not, and it's going to cause pain. Yeah. Um, it's going to have a really negative impact, and so we are here to serve. You need to invest in the relationships within the, in your church community. You need to sweeten the atmosphere by investing in, into those friendships. Okay, those. And, and this is what this, this illustrates what community does mm-hmm. and how to make community work. Right. Community works when each person serves each other person. Correct, yeah. Um, so when we serve each other, that is what will make community work. When we don't serve each other, um, when we are in a part of a community just to get, 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 mm-hmm. then we actually end up getting kind of nothing. Right. Um, and that won't work at all. Um, the only way that we can actually build a strong community, a community that will uh, be supportive, is to be a community that actually um, serves each other. And if we go in there, yes, I'm here to serve, not not to be served, then we will get the blessing that we need. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 10. Back to Hebrews. Back to Hebrews. Right down near the end. Chapter 13 and verse 10. It says this, We have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Is that all it says? Yeah, do you want 11 as well? Was that chapter 13 verse 16? No, it was verse 10. Oh. Did you want 16? You can have 16 if you like. I'll, I'll give you 16. It was Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. Oh, instead of Hebrews. No, it was. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my uh, passages all <laughs> blended together. You're just so excited about going to the craft show, aren't you? You can't think straight anymore. <laughs> it's muddled my brain. <laughs> what would you like me to read? In fact, like? my brain has just turned to mush thinking about craft show. <laughs> it has just gone to a big puddle. Now, of now. Now, now, Mud. people are listening. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16. Okay, Hebrews 13, 16. Here we go. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Okay, don't forget to do what? Good. And? Share with those in need. Yeah. So really, you know, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that go along these same passages, same thoughts here as these passages. Uh, about sharing and not forgetting, you know, provoking one another, you know, provoking each other to do good works and to get out there and live and to be a part of a community and to do good things as a part of a community. Mm -hmm. And that's why God invented the idea of church because if God did not invent the idea of church, then we would... We had the we have the danger of becoming very very isolated. Amen. Yeah. And we do not do well as human beings if we're isolated. We uh, we are just not healthy living that way. I mean, we've all seen the studies that they did. You know, back in the day, there's horrific studies where they isolated babies and never touched them, and the babies just shriveled up and died. They were given every sort of you know essential like you know food and and warmth and whatever it is they needed in that regard, but they simply were not handled at all, and they they just died. Yeah, they, they, they uh, what was they cut the mortality rate in um, amongst babies that were in orphanages by what ninety percent just by picking them picking them up and cuddling them once a day. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 
You know, that's and it's it's also worked with um with animals. Just you know, remember that story about the cleaner who just would like just sort of talk to the rats, and those were the ones that were surviving in the laboratories. Oh, really? I yeah. don't remember that story. They had they had all the cages, and the ones that you know were at the eye level with the cleaner. She would like sort of you know sort of like oh here you go little fella, and they would actually survive and mess up all of their all their studies. All yeah. their studies were completely messed up because the cleaner talked to the rats. Yeah, anyway, this is the importance of of connection. community, community and connection. It's just absolutely critically important. Anyway, we're going to move on with the show. That's the end of our encounter with God Bible study section. Next up is question of the day. You're listening to Faith FM. This is the Downing Family. Bible story as it's told Said a man named Joseph had a coat It made his brothers green with jealousy They sold him into slavery He pressed on with bravery Till he was next in line to Egypt's king Journey on, believer Keep your eyes upon the Lord Leads to your reward when you're lost and weary. Hold to his guiding hand. Journey on, believer. Reach the promised land. A woman by the name of Ruth was known by all for love and truth. She kept faith when her
Anna Beden. It is all so very simple. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413-122-348 now to book your seat. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Watson, I'm sure like me at some time you have asked these questions. Does God exist? Is there anyone out there? And is God for real? As an atheist for years, my answer to those questions was no. But since then, I've had to reconsider the evidence. Evidence that points to a God of reason, science, love and hope. I'm inviting you to discover these answers for yourself in my exciting new series entitled, Is God for Real? You can hear Peter Watts starting Saturday, October 19th. 7 p.m. Erin a room at Erin Affair. That is Saturday, October 19, 7 p.m. Erin a room at Erin Affair.
Was Matt Minicus with Let Your Heart Be Broken. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. I have got another clue for you for our breakfast Bible quiz. What number am I? This is clue number four. The Magi presented this many types of gifts to Jesus at his birth. Okay, the clues are getting easier mm. as we go. If you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call or text us on 0491-064-669. But right now we have the question of the day. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Uh, where's your phone, Lyle? My phone is... Oh, that's right. It's at home. You forgot sitting your phone. on you the bench in my bathroom. Oh, so okay. I'm gonna, how about I video this on your wife's phone? Yeah, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Question of the day. Today is a curly one, Lyle. I'm really looking forward to the answer to this one. <clears throat> if the Bible says that Jesus was uh, in the grave mm-hmm. for three days and three nights, right, mm-hmm. then how is it that he was crucified on Friday and resurrected on Sunday? Okay, and this is a Bible specification uh, given in Matthew 12 and verse 40 where it says, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. It's very specific. It's very specific. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is an example of what happens when you take one verse in contradiction to every other verse in Scripture. And this is how you'll mess things up. It is also an example of how you mess things up when you use legal language when legal language is not intended. Okay, so if we do three days and three nights, that is exactly 72 hours, right? Yeah. Um, one second more or one second less than that, you have failed the specifications of this verse from a legal perspective, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, and the moment that you move from a legal perspective, um, then your other option is a conversational perspective. Once you go to a conversational perspective, then you ask, what does the term day and night mean in uh, within the Hebrew culture? Yeah. And if you go to uh, Genesis, for instance, the Bible says the, the morning and evening were the first day, the morning and evening were the second day, the morning and the evening were the third day, etc., etc., Okay, so when the Bible refers to a day and a night, it is actually simply referring to, broadly speaking, a day. Okay. It's not specifying an exact 24-hour period. Mm -hmm. It's just a conversational way of referring to a day. And the rest of the Bible backs this up. For instance, if you go to Luke chapter 13 and verse 32, here's what Jesus says. This is an illustration of how this works. Jesus said to them, go and tell that fox, 
That's Herod. Called him a fox. <laughs> Behold, I cast out devils and I do cures today. So he's halfway through the day when he says this, right? Mm-hmm. Today and tomorrow and the third day. So when is the third day? The third day is the day after tomorrow. So if Jesus dies on this particular day, then the third day is going to, if he dies on Friday, then the third day is going to be Friday, going to be Sunday. Right. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's the way that Jesus speaks. And if he speaks that way here in Luke chapter 13, then he's going to be speaking exactly the same way in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. We know that by the context. Okay, so we have to ask ourselves this simple question. Does the context indicate that Jesus is speaking conversationally or legally in this passage? And the context indicates that he is speaking conversationally. So when we refer to, when we read in the Bible about the time period that Jesus spent in the grave, um, there are 10 times where Jesus says that he'll be resurrected on the third day. That's actually less than three days. There are five times when Jesus says that he'll be resurrected within three days. That's also less than three days. Uh, there is two times where he says after three days. Well, you could make that more than three days if you wanted to. Hmm. Uh, there is only one time in the Bible that it mentions three days and three nights. Every other verse mentions a time period different to that, which indicates that Jesus is just simply speaking conversationally in the same way that we do now. If I was going to tell you, I'll be here in three days, would you come and expect to find me here turning up in 72 hours to the second? No, you'd you'd come in uh, three days from now. Okay, a couple of other points here. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus died on the preparation day, and the Bible says that, that was a high Sabbath. A high Sabbath occurred when a seventh-day Sabbath combined with a ceremonial Sabbath, um, which means that he had to die on the Friday. Uh, the Bible says the women did not embalm the body until Sunday, uh, which indicates that Jesus died on the Friday because they could not do it on the Sabbath day. Um, they arrived at the rising of the sun, which means that Jesus rose early in the morning, um, and so therefore could not have uh, died three days, 72 hours before. Unless he was crucified at dawn. So much more I can talk about another time.
Welcome back, everybody. You listen to Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show, which means that we are about to give something away. And Mon, what have you got for us there? I've got a really beautiful book. It's from the Happiness Digest series. It's called Real Peace, Real Answers. It's written by E.G. White. And I just want to share what it says on the back of the book. It says this. As we go about our busy days, it's easy to stumble into worry, fear, or depression. Even as we experience the joy in life, we see the pain, the suffering, and the death. Is this all that awaits us in the end? Or is there more to life that we us- than we usually see? Does someone look down on us with love, with care about our concerns? Is there a way to learn more about God and his plans for us? This book offers words of help and hope to all who are seeking to understand. Here you will find an introduction to a God of love, a God who has outlined a plan to save humans from pain and death. Here also are deeply meaningful questions and clear answers straight out of the Bible. Open your heart to a message of hope and find real peace, real answers for yourself. Very touching. Um, you can get this book completely for free right now. All you have to do is be the first person to call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And the first person will take this home today. Okay, that number again, one 800 324 843. 843. Yes. Also the same number to call if you would like to learn more about the Bible and have some Bible studies set up for you. You can learn them with a teacher. You can learn them in a group setting, small group setting. You can learn them online. You can go old school and have them sent to you in the mail and paper format. Any which way that we can get the Bible to you, we will absolutely assist you with that and all free of charge. So give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Don't forget, tonight, 6.30 is the time that you can come to the Raymond Terrace Mission on William Street in Raymond Terrace to hear Lyle and Lawson preaching the prophetic code series. Very exciting stuff. Come along tonight, Saturday night and Tuesday night, 6.30pm at Raymond Terrace Mission. You're listening to Faith FM. We love your company in the morning. We always enjoy being able to hang out with you for the breakfast show, so do join us each morning between 7 and 9. You unravel me with a melody You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child